is bad yeah yeah we were it's been a it's been rough um we talked about a lot last week about how this episode the the, the pair yeah this is a part two of the last week's episode yeah um last week's episode is bizarre changes the whole framing of the show yeah because it casts sue as this like undercover conspirator to change all of the glee kids lives yes but for the better Yes. In certain ways, like yeah. she's upset. Okay. The main thing, she's a clean stan. Right. She's obsessed with them. Yeah. Wants them to get back together. It is her like fucking life goal at yes. this current juncture. Yes. Which Sam rightfully pointed out is probably because she's from the future and Blaine needs to be, um, I guess, his power needs to be focused on Kurt. Yes. So that he's not ruining the world. Yes. Yeah. That's it. It's the only way it makes sense to me at this point. Yeah. It's Terminator. Blaine is evil. Yeah. And if he is not focused on destroying Kurt's life singularly, he's he's going to destroy the world. Destroy the world. So, yeah. So, Sue is here to ensure that that Clayne stays together. Yep. Um, Which also, I I like it more because it also puts a more nefarious spin on why she loves Clayne as opposed to like... Just just being like like obsessed with two men. Or yeah. Well... I guess they were teenagers when she first, but now she does call Blaine a teenager at the end of the episode. Though he is technically a year younger than Kurt, so maybe he's nineteen. Yeah. Anyway, that so yeah, this is season six, episode five, the Hurt Locker part two. Part two, yeah. Um, and it originally aired. It was actually the. It wasn't a back to back. It was the next week, January thirtieth, twenty fifteen. And it had 1.85 million viewers, which is up from part one, which had 1.82 million viewers, yeah. which seems negligible. So, um, yeah, it was written by Ian Brennan, directed by Barbara Baker, I think. Yeah. Which, no, that's, yeah, a new name. Yeah. Which is, I guess, interesting to have new directors near the end of the run, but like fine whatever yeah. it's not like I mean, she makes wild choices in the episode <laughs> like it's all pretty like standard i mean i would say that there are like maybe some of the scenes in the elevator with a bathroom mm. are pretty i think they're actually well shot for yeah. what they're going for yeah but, um you definitely yeah. feel a little trapped yeah uh so let's just start off the episode so that we can get to the the good stuff yeah uh, we start the episode with a recap, but let's ignore it. There's yep. no point in covering it. We yep. um, are just coming off the vocal adrenaline performance. Like they're bowing as yes. the episode opens. Yes. And then Sue comes out um, to, I guess. Well, she announces that she, she's the judge. Yeah. She announces that she's the judge and that there's new rules. Yes. And Will's like, you can't introduce new rules once somebody's already performed. And she's like, Ugh. Watch me. Here I am. Yeah. Um, and she says that uh, the theme is old school and yes. that there are no other rules. Yes. Um, also, she announces she, the Warblers are going to perform the next day and then New Directions will perform the following day. Yeah. And she does also mention the 12 members rule. Yes. Um, but that is completely ignored for the rest right. of the episode. Yes. Which I guess is also maybe a joke because she mentions that that's the only rule, the rule anyone that anyone knows. seems to remember yes mm. um she also yeah. um foreshadows well kidnapping i was gonna say she threatens to kidnap kurt yeah like, directly yes she's like oh wouldn't it be horrible if you got trapped in a well she doesn't say you room. she does say like if a co-director of one of the groups were to be, <laughs> were, were to be indisposed <laughs> and trapped in a small room with a bathroom yes um so then we uh she leaves the stage will and rachel butt heads a little bit um yeah and then just a little because they're they're show choir enemies now that's how it was claimed in the recap yeah and then kurt and rachel just sort of anxiety on each other yes um in the house of the auditorium they're like oh we're fucked we need like to rehearse more yeah we need kitty 
Yes. Well, that's yeah. Kurt tells Rachel she has to suck it up. They need Kitty. Yeah. Um, Rachel well, is Rachel's embarrassed. Pride. Yeah. She's like, I never <laughs> learned their names because I was so busy on becoming a Broadway star. Yes. So I just ignored all of the new Glee kids, and then she like labels. She's like, oh, there was Puck's brother and the, the one with the fat, the one mom. with the fat mom, and I, Raider. The, she she says something <laughs> unchill about unique. Oh yeah. Um and yeah, then calls Ryder Raider. And yeah. Then, like yeah <laughs> my apologies um i mean that's where we're all at right like right i mean that's who they were to and us. that's like what the, the show is like making a joke about what a piss poor job they did introducing the second cast of glee kids right like they're like look how horrible they were in right. retrospect like thanks yeah. show i'm already aware <laughs> yeah um so then we move to the next scene it's a second date i guess it's not it doesn't start oh, there, but it's i, I want to oh, mention sure. that um Kurt is like, oh, I'll be right by your side, Rachel. Right. Like, you'll never, you won't go through this alone. Um, which, <laughs> then we get a zoom in on Sue behind them. Yeah. Which it's like, oh, yeah, because she's going to kidnap Kurt. Like, it's, <laughs> foreshadow is like a generous. Yes. Well, like, maybe it's the opposite of a generous way to describe it. It's like, it's not foreshadowing. It's just like. It, it, no, it's, it's just she telling literally us said what's it. happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so we move to our second date. Uh, Kurt and Walter, the yeah. elder gentleman, um, are at Breadsticks because, of course, that's the only place anyone that's ever goes. That's the only place you can go on a date in Lima. Um, I like the start where he's... We, we cut in where Walter's telling us a story about someone giving birth in a, like, in a corner booth, booth. At Breadsticks. At, at and Breadsticks. Kurt's ignoring him by yes. monologuing inside of his head right. about how maybe Walter's okay and, like, maybe this is a date that they're on. And he's like, okay, don't say that out loud. And then the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, so what is this? Is this a date? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, yeah, Kurt, that's that's definitely your energy. Um, And Susan, the Just waiter, the yes. comes, and it's Sue. Yeah. Uh, she does introduce herself as Susan, though. Uh, she's wearing a clean badge. Yes. It's got um, them from junior prom when Kurt was queen. Yep. And then she puts a clean badge onto Walter, Walter. Yeah. and puts a I heart old people one on Kurt. Yes. And it's like, oh, whippersnapper, do you want some apple juice? Should I bring you some insurer old man for your brittle bones? Yeah, <laughs> she, she mocks the age difference um, by emphasizing how old Walter is and how young Kurt is. Um, but then uh, Walter kind of just plays it off. Yeah. Um, by being like, and how old are you? And then Sue tells her she's 34. 34. And they laugh at her. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just a weird scene. I, I appreciate Walter, though, because I do like someone that can stand up to Sue. Yeah, sure. I mean, Walter's sort of nothing to me, right, sure. to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it, it frees up Blavid for me, which is endgame, so... I don't care about any of these relationships. <laughs> I, the way that I care about it is that I know Clayne is going to be the is end game for the Ugh. show. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Yeah. This is sort of like Ian Brennan and like be like, I don't know, sort of rubbing it in Ryan Murphy's face. What a shitty job he's done, <laughs> like crafting this relationship that he wants to like be the sure. the centerpiece of the show. Yeah. Like. <laughs> That's yeah. that's what it feels like to me. No, I you know agree. what I mean. Yeah, like Ryan Murphy is has his heart set on Clay getting married at the end of the show, and Ian Brennan is like, "How do you want to do that? You've written them you wanna, so poorly. Should we trap them in an elevator? Should we have one of our characters have an entire backstory that we've never mentioned ever and have that to has to do with getting right them now? together? Yeah, yeah, sure. That sounds great. No, yeah. Ryan, you're a genius. Yeah, totally. So, speaking of... Our show's definitely not going to get canceled within a few episodes. No. So, speaking of, we move back to the Hurt Locker. Sue has shown Becky her Clay shrine, and we're seeing a VHS tape yeah. of Clay memories. It's like a it's like a Clay supercut that you would yes. find on YouTube. Yeah. You know how it be. Well, but specifically including things like the... Um, Moulin Rouge dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. So Becky's watching this tape because yes. Sue is having her watch the tape. Yeah. And uh, she's like, Becky's like, but they never make eye contact. How can you tell they're so in love? And Sue's like, oh, well, if they were to actually make eye contact, the sexual energy would be so palpable. They would just have to run behind the dumpster and, and hump, 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 hump. Yeah. Yikes. Ugh. Fucking yikes, y'all. <laughs> because these are like, these were her students. Yeah. Like this, it's just sort of gross. Um, and uh, 
Becky's like, but this was a dream sequence. How did you film well, that? Yeah. Which is like, how does Becky know that it's a dream sequence also? <laughs> Every scene that happens in the Hurt Locker in this episode, which it's just this one in the last one, I Does think. it happen? But they're, Do they happen in reality? They like, must. Like, reality? They, like, they or have is the to. Hurt Locker, like, removed from the time stream? It has to be, because they legitimately mentioned the show's, like, like run. And the second one, so... Well, I'm, what I'm saying is that the, the Hurt Locker itself is like... It's like the eye and Jeremy Baramy. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's apart it's, from everything else. But it's there. Yeah. I mean, maybe. It, I mean, it doesn't really make sense. It's just so the writers can make jokes about how, like, none of this makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so... And then Sue yeah. says something very um, disturbing <laughs> about how... say it? Y- she, uh, she wants to get yeah. Clayton back together so that the, quote, stinky frottage can commence. Um, See, you know, I'd always read that word as frottage. Me too. Um, Because, like... It's gross. It looks like cottage also. Um, I mean, frottage is definitely... A, frottage. I don't like that pronunciation better. <laughs> I mean, both pronunciations are pretty bad, but... Yeah, so anyway... Um, yeah, I mean, it is a French word. It's a French word to describe grinding, so, yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, well, it's a specific kind of grinding, but... Sexual contact. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Sue tells Becky that she has a plan to lock Clayne in an enclosed space, which we already knew, but... Yeah, because yeah, she had basically told Kurt already. <laughs> yes. So we see um, Rachel coming up to Kitty in the next scene. Yes. And she just, like, lists off a bunch of facts about Kitty. She's like, oh, you prefer Triscuits to Wheat Thins. <laughs> Your favorite color is Jesus. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and... Kitty is like, I know what you're doing. You're selfish. Yes. I'm way too wary of you to actually join the Glee Club. Right. Because if I go back, I miss the choir room and I miss performing. But if I were to go back, I would know that it's just going to end because you're a flighty bitch. Yes. And Rachel was like, listen, I'm dedicated. This time it's real. I'm going to make Glee permanent at this school. Yes. And Kitty's like, Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. There is another uh, Game of Thrones reference here because Kitty yeah. calls the, uh, the twins calls Mason and Madison uh, the Lannisters. Yep. Um. And yeah, I just wanted to point that they out. They don't really have Lannister think... energy to no, me. You know, no. like because the Lannisters are blonde. First off, sure. And Mason and Madison have brown hair. Yeah. And the blonde, like Lannister blondness, is integral to their personalities. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, and also the Lannister twins have like sort of a dominating energy. Yeah. Dominating and like hatred, yeah. like underlying hatred. Right. Right. From probably, you know, their abusive household as children. Uh, and <laughs> um, Mason and Madison don't really have that. Right. They because have a more like calm psychic link. Yeah. But kitty is specifically mentioning the incest because of the incest yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway um yeah and so kitty At, ju- just want to say the game of thrones reference is forced i yeah no you're right um but yeah so kitty has the whole heartbreak thing and then rachel's like no it's gonna be permanent sure so then we move back <laughs> we move to the hallway yeah uh Clayne, well Clayne is meeting in the hallway because blaine yes was He's not in the auditorium. It's the Warbler's day to perform. Yes. He's not in the auditorium because he wanted to use the McKinley faculty bathroom. Right. And when Kurt asks how it was, Blaine's like, oh, it felt really grown up. Anyway, so this is just a premise to get them in this hallway because at the end of this hallway, there is an elevator. They're like, oh, let's walk to the auditorium together. Yeah. So they go towards this elevator and they're like, oh, because there's a sign that says elevator to auditorium. Um, And... Before we get into the fact that there's just an elevator here, I do love the dialogue as they walk up to it. And yeah. one of them says, man, why couldn't they have put this in when Artie was here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> as soon as we leave, they put yeah. it in. Yeah. Well, and then Blaine specifically says, yeah, we had to carry him up and down those stairs so many times. Yeah. And it's just like, what? And like, we discussed... How is McKinley laid out? Where is the auditorium in relation to other things that you yeah. could get there through an elevator and like the normal hallway? Like, yeah, because it doesn't seem like it's in a second. Is it floor. upstairs? It seems to me like it's a completely different building. Or like, if anything, maybe that you would have to like 
because obviously it it's two stories because yeah, it has like because it's got the but it yeah. doesn't that doesn't mean the doors are only at the top like no because there are doors at the bottom right. and there's doors backstage too right so how does so anyway they get in the elevator because they're stupid as shit and then they yeah. realize that there's no way an elevator could go to the auditorium. And they get into this. So they get in the elevator and they're yes. like, this elevator has a bathroom. Yes. And it's like a bathroom, like a little, like a boy's, boy's sign yeah. on it. And Blaine opens it and it's like a bathroom. And then Kurt's like, this elevator isn't moving. And then the lights go dark. like, And then like sort of a as the lights turn on. Yeah. And they're just like. Oh no! <laughs> yes, I um, don't think this is an elevator. They try to pry open the doors, but it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, so then we <laughs> so we move back. What to the, the op- fuck is happening? <laughs> we move to the auditorium. We'll come back to this. But Rachel and Sam are worried about where Kurt is, and uh, Sue is on stage with uh, Tristan, Tristan or sure. Montague or, or Crispin, s- something gay like that. Those could be his um, names. But yeah, so. Uh, one of the warblers is here and Blaine is apparently also missing. Yep. Um, but the warblers are going to go on anyway. Yes. Who's like, ah, oh, they can just do it anyway. Yeah. And uh, we see the warblers sing my Sharona and yep. you spin me around like a record. Yes. Uh, my Sharona is approximately 10 seconds long <laughs> and <laughs> you spin me around is good. Um, yeah. I'm, I think they're both good. Yeah, I, They're both like classic warbler numbers right where there's like one dude who's doing flips yeah and everybody else is just sort of like walking around the stage right yeah and i mean they have some like fun footwork and the, the vocals sound good but yes. like at the same time it's boring it's just the warblers <laughs> yeah. doing the warbler thing yeah and um, it's not, tristan isn't that like interesting no. good looking no. or like a fantastic vocalist either like i'm just like meh yeah um he's diet blaine pretty much uh there is a fun moment when they do you spin me uh in the audience sue is at like the little judge table yeah. and she's also like doing like the spongebob around the world move yep which is fun um but yeah that it's fine so at the end, when everyone claps for them, we go to the audience and we see vocal adrenaline clapping for the warblers. Well, no, no. I don't know if they are clapping. Will might be. Yeah. But they're wearing their outfits. Yeah. From their number yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Why? And they'll they'll be wearing those outfits again the day Tomorrow. the next day. Which okay, there was also an offhand joke when Sue announced that they were going to do the one. Oh, each where day. are we where gonna, are we gonna sleep? sleep? Are they in McKinley? Like, do they have to stay? Are they staying in, in McKinley? McKinley for the three days of invitational? What about school? Like, what's happening? <laughs> it doesn't make <sighs> sense. Um. Anyway, we we move on. Um. So we move back to the locker room. Um. Sue pulls out her pocket watch to hypnotize Sam again. Yeah, she tells him his next objective. Yes. Um. And it's a terrible set list. Yes. She says that. The Glee Club needs to sing Ascension Millennium, which is a Corey Feldman song. <laughs> if you haven't seen the music video, it is required meme watching. Um, and uh, the, the next one is Dear Mr. Jesus. That is not required which meme is watching. Definitely not. We Okay, so when we first watched this episode, when Sue lists these off, we were like, okay, well, we have to watch them. So right. pause the episode and we'll go on YouTube and watch them. And uh, we did watch Ascension Millennium, but when we searched Dear Mr. Jesus, the, the just the thumbnails were disturbing. So yeah. we were like, how about no? Because right. it's a song about child abuse. Yes. Um, and the last one is Justified and Ancient, which Sue describes as the worst song of all time. And the music video is definitely... Racist. Racist, for sure. Yeah. It's sort of like a... Like if a... Like if a racist tea partier was like, I'm going to make a vaporwave music video. Yes. Which, so that's part of it is on the rewatch. I was like, Justified Nation is not the worst song of all time. And it's not the worst song on this list. Ascension Millennium Ascension is worse. Ascension Millennium is it. worse. Yeah, so like. Ascension yeah. Millennium. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. That's it. That's it. That's yes. the whole song pretty much. Yeah. And so. Sam's job is to get Rachel to sing these songs so that Glee will perform the worst set of all time. Yeah. Um, and Sam's like, got it. 
Yep. So then we move to Rachel is calling to report Kurt's missing. Yeah, she's trying to file a missing persons report, but the person on the other end of the phone hangs up on her. Yeah, because he mentioned... They're like, like, oh, are you from that... Because we only hear Rachel's side of the conversation. She's like, oh, yeah, that was my show. Yes, I have taken acting classes before. And then they hang up on her. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Really professional. (laughs) Her her co-worker is missing, but okay. Yeah. Um, And hypnotized Sam comes in Mm -hmm. um, and he's obviously uh, not in his right mind because he's like Rachel I'm in love with you we're definitely going to get married she's like just like like claim yeah she's like where's Kurt where's Blaine and uh, Sam's like oh well they're probably a cheat at things registering for their wedding and Rachel's like um and um then uh, Sam is like well we have to do this set list because I'm a genius and I've come up with the best set list and because we're going to be married one day, you're required to do this, what I'm saying for you to do. And then he goes in to like kiss her and Rachel snaps her fingers at him and he like sort of breaks out of this hypnotic trance. It's so stupid. I hate this so much. (laughs) He breaks out of his trance and Rachel's like, listen, it is really nice that a guy is into me right now, but I can't like be in a relationship and you told me two days ago that you were in love with mercedes which okay i do love before he breaks out of it rachel is like you told me you remember you told me you were in love with mercedes and then sam goes that hag and it's like oh rude yeah um and so in the snap sam's like oh sorry i don't really know what's going on like i've been losing more time than usual which I'm like losing, I, i've been i have big blank i have big blanks in my memory but more, more than usual more than usual and it's like oh dude what the Sam. fuck is wrong with you um and so then, yeah, yeah. Uh, rachel takes this in stride she's just like mm-hmm, yeah i understand it's probably because you're just so in love with me like <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah, but so she so sam's like what can i do to help and rachel's like well we're not using these numbers for sure but if you could help us find seven more members that would be great and sam's like on it um so then we move to the the elevator, the, the elevator. elevator with a bathroom. We see Clayne trapped. Yes. Um, and they're ba- like one of them is banging on the door. I think it's Blaine. Blaine yeah. Um, so that Kurt can be like, can you stop banging on the door? <laughs> yes. And then Blaine will be like, but what about your phone? And Kurt says, oh, it's at four percent. And oh, then, it just died. Oh, it just died. And then Blaine, like, critiques his charging habits. Like, yes. it's all toxic and yes. shitty. Like, I, t- I told you, you you should never charge your phone at night or fucking something stupid like that. Yeah. And. Um, so then, yeah. So then we. It also, it's it's nighttime, maybe. Yeah. Like, it's de- time has definitely passed. Yes. Because they're like. Because the hallway. They're resigned we, yeah, we, to being trapped. And we see the hallway and it's empty. And yeah. it seems darker. So yeah. I guess it's nighttime. And then our. <laughs> our titular character. <laughs> arrives. Um, well, it's not titular because this, this episode isn't named Jigsu. <laughs> but I still love that so much. It's, it's my so favorite. Good. So Jigsaw from the Saw movies is yeah. like a horrible little puppet. Yes. <laughs> on a little bike. Yep. And guess what? They made a Sue version. Yes. So it's a horrible little Sue puppet <laughs> riding a tricycle. Um and it's wearing a red jumpsuit. Yes. And it has red eyes and red lips and um, Sue's yeah, wig. Yes. And <laughs> no, so, it, it, so there's a little panel in the elevator wall that like, yeah, like it lifts up. up and, and then the there's like fog yes. that comes into the elevator and out rolls Sue the puppet. Jig the, Sue. Yeah. The puppet is like very good. It like, is. It's, it's really it's an it's extremely adept puppet. Yes. Like the way that it moves it's all great yeah like that that's what i was saying about like the directing thing everything around jigsu yeah. is incredibly bad. yeah like the, it's amazing the puppet shots are really great yeah and like i don't know how the puppeteer managed it but you can feel the evil behind those red eyes <laughs> yes well and i just realized i think our podcast is maybe a puppeteering podcast but like man like yeah like just a puppeteering fan cast <laughs> a little bit but yeah uh so so, <laughs> Jigsu is like, yes, you are trapped in an elevator with a bathroom. <laughs> the only way to get out of here is if you kiss. <laughs> so, Jigsu now says, kiss. we're going to play a game. <laughs> and they're like, what? And she's like, the only option you have 
is to kiss. Yes. Or um, you'll eat each other yeah, because, and then die. So the temperatures will continue continuously rise in yes. the elevator. So they have to take off more and more clothes. Yeah. Um, which will be sexier, <laughs> I guess. Um, and Sue's like, oh, and you'll have to enjoy this lovely dinner of corn hash and lamb tapenade paired with a spicy red or yes. something like that. And um, like this <laughs> heart-shaped wicker basket rolls out next to Sue. Yes. Because we see the elevator from above. Right. For that shot. <laughs> like yes. a bird's eye of the elevator. And... <laughs> Okay, sorry. I mean, but I love this so yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, it. you definitely feel trapped as a viewer watching it. You're like, wow, this is definitely a small space. Why is it one of them hanging out in that bathroom? Yeah, well, so there is a moment like when they're like, when the jigsaw is like, you have to kiss. And then they do like a little, like, they don't even touch oh, lips. Oh, we, they, oh, we have to kiss? Ha <laughs> ha, let's do it. <laughs> they like do like a little peck, but they don't even touch they're their like, lips. They're like a uh, solid six inches away from each other's yes. faces. Um, and Sue's like, no, it needs to be passionate. Yeah, you have to really go at it or something like that. It's Ugh. gross. Um, but so, yeah, so. Uh, the puppet pedals away yes. through the, <laughs> yes. the trap door. And then as the trap door closes, they're like, no, no. And they like to try to <laughs> open it back up. And then they cautiously open the picnic <laughs> basket to reveal that it is full of food. Yes. Scrapes and yeah. fancy dinner. Um yeah, yep. I, another note, the Jigsu voice is really well done, too. Yeah. Like, it's really good. Um, yeah. So, we'll be back to this. Because it's, it's just Jane Lynch's voice, but like, like, altered. Yeah, altered, yeah. yeah. So, then we move to um, Katie chatting to Ra- with Rachel. And I guess this must be the same night? Yeah, well, Rachel postponed Glee. Yes. Um, The meeting that Glee was going to have. <laughs> to rehearse, I guess? Even though, like... They should be singing tomorrow. Right. So she postponed Glee because she doesn't have a set list yet. Um, And Kitty um, is like, oh, well, I know what we can do. She knows that Sue has an emotionally vulnerable songs playlist on her computer. Kitty um, bribed Becky with various um, snack treats to get... well. Specifically, yeah. foreign snack treats. Foreign Be- snack treats that use animal shortening and real sugar. Yes. Um, to get the passwords to Sue's computer. Yes. And, um, yeah, th- this timeline, time is a flat circle. <laughs> yes. Because, like, they are, if we say that this is the evening that the Warblers performed. Yeah. Right? Then... New Directions is performing in less than 24 hours. Yes. When do they have the meeting that eventually happens? When is that all-nighter that they pull? Is that tonight? It must be. But, like, they're... But Kitty and but Kitty Rachel and break Rachel into do, Sue's office They do their caper at, at night. night. <laughs> there's two nights. There's there's first night and then there's second night. There's a little gap in between. Where Sam! Gleam Sam, I can't do this. <laughs> this is so... No. <laughs> No. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, there's a there's a there's like a little scene where they're breaking into Sue's office. Yeah. And Kitty I like that little heist bit. Yeah. It well, I like I like the little mention where Kitty is like picking the lock and yeah. Rachel's like, "Should I be letting you do this as a you're student?" Still a student. And and she's like, "Oh, Sue has cameras everywhere. Like we're definitely going to be caught." And Kitty's like, "No, I cut the cameras when I cut the alarm line. Like I know what's up." God, I love Kitty. Um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, so we go to the locker room where we find out that it's almost 9 p.m. Yes. Because that's what Sam says. Sure. Yeah. Um, because Spencer is here uh, writing out plays on the whiteboard. Yes. And <sighs> he well, well, specifically with himself as QB, I guess. Yeah. This the homoerotic tension in this scene <laughs> is palpable. Yes. Um, because Spencer's like, oh, you know, I just want to be up on my game from when I'm QB. Right. And Sam's like, oh, well, well I've I've reconsidered. You know, QBs, they need to be leaders, oh not cowards. Oh my and, god. <laughs> and uh, Spencer's like, are you calling me a wussy? And Sam says, yeah, I'm calling you a wussy. (laughs) What? Which, like, what is happening here? Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's it's like a gay porn. It's It's the the opening opening to to a a gay gay porn. porn. Yeah. Okay, so I read some really sort of gross (laughs) 
um, Sam and Spencer fan fiction. Mm -hmm. There was really only one that was sort of in the vein that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And okay, I'm I'm just going to say it. Are you ready? Have you prepared yourself? No, but I'm ready to hear it. So Sam eats Spencer's unwashed ass in this. Gross. (laughs) And it was like so viscerally gross (laughs) that I was just like... Yeah, I'm done. Is it is it like a very explicit point that the ass is unwashed? Well, it's like Spencer's like sweaty from practice and Ugh. he comes into Sam's like coach office and Sam like locks the door and it's like and like Spencer's all sweaty and and his outfits <laughs> like sticking to his body, his well practice clothes, right. you know, um that's like sort of the Gross. that's the vibe. Gross. Um yeah, I, I mean, it did sort of like have the dynamic that I was hoping for from sure. this, from the fan fiction, but it was a little just too disgusting yeah. for me. Great. Um. So anyway, back in reality. The ass to mouth, you know, like infection pipeline exists, y'all. You know, fan fiction is, a, is not real life. You need to brush <laughs> your teeth. You need to wash your ass. No ass to mouth connection. Okay. But from like, you know. You just you don't want to get E. coli. You don't want to get Giardia. You do, these are things that you don't want to happen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Maggie. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> so anyway, back wash in- that ass before you eat it. Thank you. <laughs> back to reality. Um, so Sam tells Spencer that he won't let Spencer be QB until Spencer does Glee Club. Well, because he's like, I see you hanging out around Glee Club. I see you reading your books like a wussy outside of the <laughs> choir room. And Spencer's like, yeah, you're right. I do want to join I, Glee Club because I'm a rock star. <laughs> I'm a big homo with big homo energy. And I really wanted to do Glee. Even though even though he said literally the opposite the entire time he's been on the show. Yeah. When he's like, oh, I'm a gay kid, but I'm not interested in singing and dancing. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess you could argue that like, oh, but he really did all along. But it's like, not every gay person loves singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. Fucking show. Get out of here. Like, why not have just like a straight? Like, you already had like so many straights. From the football mm. club who secretly loves swinging and dancing. Why not have another one? Why has he got to be gay? He's like, got to be gay because I want another gay uh, character on the show. Fuck. That's fair. That's fair. It's just... <laughs> also, Spencer looks exactly like me. So if he was a straight boy, I would be upset. I'm glad that he's gay. That's fair. It's just... I just am so angry that they were like, oh, he secretly wanted to be on Glee because yeah. everyone secretly wants to be on Glee the Whatever. whole time. It's stupid. Like, yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, and I, you know, I perform in my bedroom yes. by myself because oh my I don't want people to think I'm gay. Right. <laughs> and, which is what he says. Yes. And then he, like, sort of realizes what he said and he's like, but wait, yeah. <laughs> he has, like, a realization the math, moment. The math face, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, he... Uh, is also like lifting weights in front of Sam. Yeah. <laughs> like he like sets up the bench to be like that's the blocking of the scene. It's yep. him like moving weights on the weight bench and like yep. getting ready to do some reps at nine p.m. Yeah, I mean, got to do them sometime, I guess. Sure, um, it's definitely not to yeah work so- out that sexual tension energy or something. <laughs> yeah, so. We'll move to the next scene. Kitty arrives. To oh, glee- there. We should mention that Sam references Finn. Oh, sure. As like a his, hero, his hero, his best friend. He changed everything at this school. Sure. If you follow in Finn's footsteps, you won't regret it. Like right, that's right. what he says. Sure. So we move to the Glee room. Uh, Kitty has arrived to Glee practice, assumedly the morning before their performance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So oftener. <laughs> sorry, oftener. Officer. Roomba, Roomba yeah. is here. It's Dalton Roomba, yes. the uh, coach of the deaf choir. Yes. But Hitchcock. we find out that that has actually been disbanded, disbanded because of lack of funding. Yep. Um, and instead, he's working two jobs, martial arts instructor and part-time cop. Yep. Uh, which, yeah, I mean, he's a bad cop obviously yeah uh, he does seem to maybe be under sue's control yes with some of the things that he says yes um he's like how do i know that kurt and blaine just didn't elope to new york right um uh Karofsky's always been a huge bully once a bully always a bully yeah he cut me off and flipped me the bird once or something yeah um, so yeah and he... it's like a joke that he can't hear because like right. rachel is like trying to talk to him and he's like 
just ignoring her and like shuffling through all of her belongings in the yes. office. Um, and uh, yeah, he accuses Rachel of being a murderer and cannibal. Yes. Uh, being like, yes. how do I know that you didn't kill them and, and chop them up and feed them to the, your new students? <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we go back to the Glee room. The new Glee kids have questions about the set list changes because I guess originally they were going to do Bruno Mars I, so they had a set list yeah. but now they don't anyway Kitty defends Rachel and because, like, yeah because um, Jane's like maybe we should just stick to what we're doing instead of learning something new for something that's happening later today and Rachel's like no no <laughs> but yeah Kitty's <laughs> like listen to Rachel listen to our teacher she knows what's up and it's like well Kitty knows what's up she's the one who chose the set list <laughs> and um yeah, they uh Rachel's like, Okay, pep talk time, we're gonna have to be here all night, maybe. Yep. And the twins seem excited about pulling an all nighter. Yes. And then Spencer comes in and is like, Yeah, an all nighter, we can get pizza <laughs> and root beer. It can be a real party. And yeah. they're like, Oh, Spencer, you're here? And he's like, Yeah, I love Glee Club. <laughs> yep. Yep, he's just here now. Um so then we we move away from this scene. I guess they're pulling an all-nighter now. So maybe this is the Glee meeting that happened um, at like 10 p.m. Uh, <laughs> Which is why Jane is like, let's not learn. What about new? these people's parents? I, they don't have parents. Uh, <laughs> we, get a, and, we do get a montage yes. of Clean in the elevator. Yes. Uh, where they're just like suffering. Yes. There's like bits where they're watching the other one sleep while yeah. they tear up pieces of paper. Yeah. Um. Maybe their napkins from their meal or something. Sure. We do hear them say like, oh, did Sue make this like breadsticks meal? Yeah. No, it's breadsticks to go. Like I recognize yeah. it. Something like that. Yep. Okay. Yep. So then we move to another scene. Um, Will confronts Rachel. I guess this must be before the New Directions is about to perform. Yeah. Um, so he confronts her and she apologizes immediately. She's just like, you're right. I'm sorry. This job is way harder than I ever thought it would be. You're, yeah. you're, a, she you're compliments my God. Him. You're my Jesus. Yeah. She compliments him like pretty extremely. Thoroughly. And then Will's like, well, you really need to enjoy this time, Rachel, because at some point you'll be talking to one of your like past students and just be marveling at the person they've become. Yeah. And Rachel's like, oh, thanks. And, and then, then Will whoops, says, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still upset with you because you sent Sam to steal my mail. And Rachel's like, what? what? I didn't do that. <laughs> and then they say, Sue. Yeah. In tandem. Yep. Because. Because of course. Of course it was fucking Sue. Yeah. And we see Sue. She's got a bag of rotten tomatoes. She's like, these rotten tomatoes aren't getting any fresher or something stupid <laughs> like that as she like tries to get the performance started. Yeah. And um, Will's like, well, you need to appreciate her too, Rachel. A good nemesis makes you better. Makes you better. Okay. Yeah. So then we we, we move away from the scene. Um, we're back in the elevator with the bathroom and Clayne is playing like the saddest game of food celebrity. Yeah. Um, where they use little papers and wrote down different foods. Yeah. And are like holding them up to their foreheads to like play the game where you have to explain what it is without saying it. Yep. Exactly. Um, there's some stupid stuff about fettuccine Alfredo. Being Whatever. like an it was like a name that they would name their celebrity baby if they right. had one. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and then... Kurt holds ice cream up to his head and Blaine says... This, that's, this Blaine's is like, Dave's favorite food. Blaine's he like, eats Dave eats so much of this. <laughs> and Kurt's just like, yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, he just, put, he just puts the paper down and, like, looks straight ahead. Like, yep, th- this is over. And um, then... Because they were like sort of giggling and like, you know, having a semi nice time together, I guess. They were still like kind of criticizing each other throughout this entire day. But whatever. Jigsaw comes in. Yep. And uh, she she's like, oh, well, you do need you still need to kiss, but it's time to change the game. Yes. And a a gas starts filling the elevator with a bathroom. And she says that it's like Tradolophil, yes, something along those lines. Um, that it's basically chemical warfare to make their dicks hard because it's like <laughs> it's like it's like aerosol. Um, what's it? Viagra. Viagra. Yeah, yeah. and that um, they will 
breathe it in and then be so consumed by lust that they will have to have sex with each other. Or at least kiss, I guess. At least kiss. And Blaine's like, oh, come on, Kurt. It's so hot. And Jigsy is like, yes. And Blaine's like, no, not sexually hot. Like, it's warm in here. And I want to go home. Yes. And so, so we... We move on for and, now. Well, but, yeah. Sue closes it off by saying, if you choose to resist, you will die. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so then we move back to uh, we move back to the stage in the auditorium. Sue intros the new directions. So here's With an apology. A, yeah. So here's the point I want to make. Mm-hmm. We're about to confirm that these are happening. These events are happening at the same yep. time, which means that Sue is autonomous yep. from Sue. Sue is not controlling the puppet. Sue is not like in any way directing it at this moment because she's on stage. Yep giving like this apology for the new directions that so, does sort of like track if because sue accuses becky, becky that's of doing true it that's at really the end of the true. episode so is is becky controlling jigsaw <laughs> we don't know yet <laughs> yeah so anyway then <laughs> new directions comes out and they start with it must have been love uh, Kitty and Spencer on lead. Yeah. Um, as the song gets going, Clayne, um come to an agreement in the yes. elevator. They are going to kiss. Yes. But it's not going to mean anything. It's, yeah. It's going to mean nothing, but they're going to kiss. But they are going to kiss. Yeah. Uh, so as the song really starts rearing up, Yes. <laughs> they do. Yes. Um, and the puppet oh my God, raises is... its arms as like, it, like yes. And it's like a goalpost. Yes. Like there's a frame of uh, there's a shot that is behind the puppet. So you see both arms on either side of the frame with Kurt kissing and the Kurt yes. and Blaine kissing in the middle. And it's just like, yeah, this is artistry. The, this um, is, it's like literally the best scene of the whole episode. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, I guess like the puppet is just so funny. Like it's <laughs> it, yeah. it really works in the scene. And like it definitely feels so bizarre. Yes. Which I'm not upset about. Right. Because like I've said, I said at the beginning of the episode, I love an audacious storyline. Sure. It can be fun. Yeah. Um, <sighs> their love is just so toxic. Like, it's true. No, it's really bad. But man, I just. The kiss is passionate. The kiss is Should passionate. Should we talk about I, that? I do love that this, this shot with the arms raising yeah. is from the puppet's perspective, yep. effectively. We're where the puppet's head is, and yeah. these arms raise up on either side yes! as it cheers in victory, and it's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because the only person that can truly be happy about Clayne getting... Is, is, is a deranged too. puppet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like... Should we talk about how, like, the Clayne Stan, like, commentary is just more, like, sort of, you know, um, the writers criticizing the fan base? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's it is. what it is, yeah. right? Well, I mean, yeah, but, like, Seems honestly, a bit lazy. I mean, to be fair, we've talked about it, we, I think we talked about it last week, and, like, the Stephen Moffat route sucks, and I do hate, like, criticizing your fans for being in, engaged and involved in your own work, because that sucks. Like, yeah, you should want people to Clayne be engaged. Clayne is visibly but toxic. Clayne is toxic, so I think the writers might have a point here, because, um, <laughs> like, they're really bad for each other, and they're bad for other people, and, like, they just are not good as a couple. So, but, the puppet leaves, yes. and the doors open, and yes. Kurt and Blaine slow-mo run yes. um, with all of their clothes in their arms, like, trying to get to the auditorium as fast as possible. Right. And all of this is underscored by It Must Have Been Love. Yep. Which is with, like, well Ki- done. Yeah. Kitty and Spencer on lead, and yeah, I think it is well done. Like, it's like the music is swelling, right, yes. as all this emotional stuff is happening. Um Right. Well, it makes you feel a thing. Considering the montages we get for the other two songs we're going to get, this one at least main means something. Uh, so Clayne show up. Yep. And uh, Rachel's like, "Where have you been?" And Kurt's like, "It's a long story." <laughs> My favorite thing is as they walk into the auditorium. So we're backstage. Sue is on the other side of the backstage from the door where they walk in, and Sue yells at them to be like, "Kurt, Blaine," and they just kind of like ignore they, they like look at her and then just go like they just sort of like yeah nope, with like a look of that. hatred yep. and rachel's like oh blaine the warblers were amazing you missed yeah. them <laughs> they were amazing though they were really good and then kurt's like oh you have kitty spencer and yeah. then rachel's like it's a long story <laughs> <laughs> is it it literally happened like 
last a, night. over the course of a day. Um, <laughs> we the next scene. Um, that sorry, the, the next song is Father Figure. Yes, uh, with Roderick on lead. He yep. sounds great. He like does. he sounds really good. And we see Sue being sad about Bob Dole. Yep, John McCain and Mitt Romney losing. Like yes. we, it's a, it's, it's a sequence the, of yeah. um, concession speeches yes. <laughs> as Sue like tears up in her home. Yes, uh, with all like a bunch of like well, merch for each of them yes. all over the place. She she's tearing up in some of them, but in the John McCain one, she is booing along with the crowd that yeah. booed John McCain. So. I will be your father figure. <laughs> Put so your tiny weird. hand like, in mine. So I guess it, the choreography that <laughs> New Directions is doing is minimal <laughs> at yes. best. Um, yes. They are. They have mic stands for this number, yeah. and they're just kind of like swaying in time. Yeah. <laughs> J- Jane's swaying is a little bit more like pointed, kind of like Warbler style, mm. and I was like, oh, maybe that's a character choice. <laughs> um, uh. yeah the. The choreography for uh, Must Have Been Love was just walking around the stage holding mics. Yes. And that's all they're going to do for this one a little bit. And then the next one, they sit down. Yes. So, Well, so I guess the focus, though, is that Sue is in the audience and is, like, having this flashback to all of these, like, hard points in her life yeah. where these Republican candidates lost. Yeah. Like, which doesn't mean anything. And I don't give a shit. Like, uh, well, I think it is like sort of funny that sure. these like white male politicians are framed as Sue's like father figures. I think sure. that is funny that you yeah. would like connect this song <laughs> to like those feelings. Sure, I it is comical to me. I did laugh when I watched it. Yeah. Um, the next song, "All Out of Love," yes, is uh, primarily sung by Mason and Madison. Yeah, and with everyone else like coming in, Jane should have gotten a fucking I know. solo. I, yeah. Um. And they're all sitting on stools on stage. Yep. And we find out that Sue is a failed actress because we get a sequence of her dressed as Leia. Yes. Um, and then a flash of like, it's like from, okay, let me describe them. So we start each of these little moments from behind like a director's chair with yes. like a, a director and then like a name of a production on it. Yeah. So it's like director, Star Wars, and we see them marking off. Yeah, um, so so they have a list on yeah. a clipboard of I guess the actresses that they're looking for these roles. Yeah. And it's just it's just it's just Sue and, and whoever, whoever actually got the role. Yeah, and yeah. it's just them marking Sue's name off of the yes. list. Uh, so we see Sue as Leia. Yep. We see Sue as um pretty woman. Yes. Um I can't remember Julia Roberts' character's name, but uh, pretty woman and we see Sue as Scarface. Scarface. Yes. Um <laughs> uh, and she's like uh, at, at the Scarface audition, when she doesn't get it, she's like, Ugh. like yeah. <laughs> throws her hands up to the air in defeat, and it's just like, so Sue has been a failed actress this whole time. Okay, yes. <laughs> so I guess that explains why she hates the arts so much. Mm. Um, but Maybe. not really, not really though. Um, Kitty is smug. Yes. To, oh. when she sees Sue like <laughs> suffering in the office, Kitty's like, "Yeah, I knew this would happen." Yeah, yeah. Sue's in the audience. She's like crying, like head in her hands, crying. Yep. Both Rachel and Kitty are giving her some very smug looks. Yep. Which is fine. Um, but yeah, it's it's again the songs are also well done. Yeah, like, they sound great. <laughs> um. Yeah. So at the end, Will claps. But is yep. intimidated by his, his own team. His own team being like, huh, "Don't clap." Yeah, they're um, also still wearing those out those outfits performance like outfits. We about. Yeah, yeah. Um, we find out that the main guy in Vocal Adrenaline, his name is Clint. Well, we not yet because we have to do the award ceremony first. Ah, uh, yes. Because so we cut to the award <laughs> we ceremony. We cut to the award ceremony. By the way, the only person in the audience is Sam. <laughs> Yeah, that's not in the Glee Club. Yeah. Well, no, like the only one sitting in the the audience (laughs) is Sam. Yep. Yeah. So we're at the award ceremony. Sue is on the microphone addressing Sam, I guess, to announce that the Warblers are third, um, Vocal Adrenaline is second, um, and then... A beda- oh yeah, she gives them a bedazzled bowling pin that she found in as, a dumpster as the second place trophy. And New Directions is first because they triggered her emotional responses. Yep. Um, and then, then we cut to backstage. 
Clint, the head of or the lead of Vocal Adrenaline, is sitting at a dressing table with the lights. Yeah, sort of broodingly. Yeah, and Will comes up to him and is like, "Sorry, we didn't win." And Clint's like, "You're a joke. Yes. I hate you. You're not going to be my coach for long." And Will's like, you can't talk to me like that. And Clint's like, watch me. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he legit threatens Will. Yeah. And Will's just like, um. And, and Clint is like, Clint is just like, oh, well, you, all you want to do is raise up your prodigal troll, Rachel Berry. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be here for long. Whatever. Yep. Um, we find out that Sue purged all of her anger. Through the music, sure. Um, today when she goes to talk to Will, yeah. Um, but she still does she, threaten she, him. Yeah, she presents the rage, <laughs> the, fork. the rage fork that really sparked this entire problem. Yes. Um, the and like sp- sparked the invitational. Yep. Sp- maybe sparked the elevator. Like well, really threw her off the would, deep end. The the elevator would have probably happened anyway because she's such a clean stand. Yeah, she's such a Sorry, stand. Elevator with a bathroom. Elevator with a bathroom. Um and. She threatens Will, like, oh, if you ever have the audacity to leave garbage on my property again, I will kill you. <laughs> yes. And to, to the credit of the show at this point, like, Will doesn't seem cowed by this at all. No. He's just angry. He's like, just angry. And, like, the anger, like, the anger face that Will has, I was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, so. Because, uh, like, oh. that's the best part of both of their characters, honestly, is, like. Well, Will's character, for sure, is, like, his hatred of Sue. Sue, And, like, the rivalry that exists between them. Yes. That's, like, been the only thing I've consistently enjoyed about Will. Yeah. So... No, it's true. I do do enjoy their rivalry. It's very good. Um, But so then we move... Oh, and, of course, just to mention, of course, when Sue was going on this diatribe about threatening to kill Will, we get the nice Wagner operatic yep. background music. We do. Because we have to. Uh, uh, yeah. We go to Sue's office maybe the next day. Maybe. Um, and Klain is here to... In new outfits, so probably yep. the next day. Yeah. They're... Kurt's in blue, Blaine's in red, yeah. and because uh, I, I was it like, it means nothing. Are we supposed to pay attention to colors in this scene? <laughs> they seem very specifically dressed, whatever. Um, and they uh, accuse Sue, yes. rightfully so, because she definitely did this. And Sue's like, I don't know, sounds like something Becky would do. And <laughs> Blaine says that the experience backfired yes. because their time together they spent. Um, they realize that like they're really just better as friends yes with um, some with some awkward like blame like draping his arm around kurt yeah like, it's like weird. having there's like a point when like his arm is definitely like on kurt's lower back and like kurt's just like standing very still yes <laughs> um but so sue is like oh that's such a shame to hear but you know Maybe I should just give up and start a bookkeeping company about which of your boyfriends will die first. Um, <laughs> Whether it's the geriatric um, yep. Walter, she says something else mean, um, or the <sighs> suicidal bully. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Oh so God. she threatens their she threatens their current boy toys. Um, but then we move to the next scene. Uh, Sue is taking Becky back to the Hurt Locker. She tells her that time is a flat circle. Pretty much. She, that, so, no, she says that <laughs> verbatim. She says, time is a flat circle. Okay. It, it seems as if this Hurt Locker was nothing more than jungle. Yes. <laughs> and like, Becky's like, what? Well, and, and, <laughs> and Becky, is Becky... this a reference to like, is this a reference to something? I have no idea. Is this like Apocalypse Now? Is this supposed That's to be That's like what a- I was thinking. Is like, do they say is time is a flat circle in Apocalypse Now? I is don't this, know. Is this supposed to be like a, like, a, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the only other jungle reference I can think of is um, The Jungle, which is mm-hmm. about meat packaging. So I don't think it's that. Mm. Um, but so Becky is like, but you didn't do it. Clayne's not back together. And Sue is like, oh, no, no. Oh, but they will be, Becky. Yeah, and Sue shows us a calendar that she's created that has... Week six. Weeks, yeah, or this is week five because it's episode five of season six. So it's week five and it has in, like, hostage note, like, random, yeah, like, letters like magazine, cut out Cut out magazine letters. Clayne <laughs> yeah. become friends. Yes. And Sue tells us that we still have seven weeks left for the full plan, 
maybe 13 if the network is kind or something like, like if the network is generous um so yeah it literally just references the fact that they're a tv show yeah okay so we see new directions in the choir room yeah um and they're putting the trophy in the case yep. the trophy that they got it has a pig on top and um I just shrugged. Like, what? Like, yeah, okay, I don't know. Um, and Roderick takes this opportunity to be like... Just be the most brown-nosed piece of shit. <laughs> He's like, wow, Rachel and Kurt, you've done such a great job. You're great teachers. <laughs> and Kitty does, like, an intimidating speech yep. where she's like, oh, I'm definitely going to harass each of you individually, but I never want to hear you say something bad about the stuff that we do as a team team together in this room. Um, And then Rachel goes on like a whole speech about how successful she is doing this new thing. Um, And instead of listening to that, we get to see the twins with Mason (laughs) leaning over to Madison being like, I hear that she makes everything about herself. And Madison says, if you want to say stuff like that to me, you have to use your psychic inside twin voice. And, and Mason just kind of like stares at her real hard. Like he does like a, his eyes kind of go like, yeah. and she's like, got it. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. I do like that quite a bit. Um, and then Kurt instigates our first show circle. Amazing. Yeah, and that's how the episode ends. But man, like the <laughs> self-congratulatory nature <laughs> of everything at this point is just so stupid. The fact that they won the Invitational. It's, I mean, it is funny. It's just stupid. But, like, it's it is also stupid. Um, but yeah, so that's the end of the episode. So. So. I'm all out of podcast. podcast. What is the business? business. I, I know it, it was the podcast yes. business, but it took so long to get there. But, but it's a metaphor. metaphor. And, and metaphors, metaphors are, important. are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold, gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for, for me being a star. Podcast business. So I'm all out of energy. We yeah. need to do the well, podcast business. <laughs> yeah, we're here. Um, so first of all, we're starting with gold stars, as we normally do. Mm-hmm. So, Maggie, who are you going to give a gold star to this week? Sue. Sue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I want to give a gold star to To Jigsaw. Well, I was I was including Jigsaw as as Sue, Uh, but okay, I'll give it to Jigsaw. Okay. Um, I'm also gonna give mine to Jigsaw. I have an honorable mention for Kitty because I think Mm. Kitty's pretty good in this episode too. Yeah. But it's got to be Jigsaw because just the way that it's done is so good. Totally. And the the football post rate, like, anyway. So yeah, so Jigsaw it is. Let's move to best numbers. So the only numbers in this episode are the actual performances. Yeah. But we have... Okay, so we don't have anything until we get to the Warblers performance. They start with My Sharona. Yep. And then they do You Spin Me right round. Um, and then we have the New Directions performing It Must Have Been Love, Father Figure, and All Out of Love. So those are our five options. I guess I'm going to choose It Must Have Been Love. Sure. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. I picked All Out of Love because mm. I thought it was actually... like I just like the song a lot. Totally. Um, but I think, honestly, the... It's sad. The set but, list is good. Yeah, the all of the songs, even the Warbler songs are good too. So yeah. all the songs are good. It just feels weird because they're all just performances. Like yeah, it's not like and they're any, all like like definitely the Warbler numbers are short, short as hell. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> the the New Directions ones are a little longer because we have like the montages going on underneath each single one of them. Yeah, but yeah, man, they really got to pack the story into these episodes, don't they? I, mean, I guess they that's really been, that's been Glee's mo this whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, y'all. So last piece, last rating. piece, the rating. Yeah. Sam, I'm gonna. Oh, what did I give it last week? Like four? I, yeah, I think so. I'm gonna give this episode three out sure. of five slushies. Yeah, I think Jigsaw was pretty great. Yep. But at this point, I'm like so just frustrated with where the show is. Yes. And like so uninterested in really like consuming more of it. Right. Yeah, that I feel that. Um, I also. I was originally going to give it three and a half, but I'm going to give it three just because Jigsaw, honestly, like that yeah. is honestly, if that's what we get for having to struggle through the rest of the crap, I'm fine at this mm. point. Wonderful. Jigsaw is amazing. Um, but 
I agree. Like, it's just at this point, now that they have thrown everything into a dumpster fire and are yeah. just like, eat what we give you. <laughs> like, it's clean. You're gonna you're getting clean whether you want it or not. And it's like Well, the next episode's supposed to have Brittany and Santana planning their wedding. Right. So, so that that should be good. I am excited for that. It's just it does feel like we're on Glee's last legs here. Yeah. And they're kind of like circling the drain a bit. Yeah. And like yeah. season five had momentum because season five was actually good. Like right. we were excited to watch a whole bunch of it. Yeah. And now we're here. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I think <laughs> there, I think there is something to be said for like on the first watch. I think it is enjoyable to a sense. And like, like, if if we were normal people and we weren't doing this, we'd probably just binge it all in a single night and be done. Uh, um, but what if we st- did? What if we did that? <laughs> what if it was over? <laughs> but having to stretch it out is pretty heinous. Um, we're not doing that. We're gonna finish this project. So uh-huh. <laughs> that's our pledge to you, the listeners. In the meantime, of course, we'll be back next week with the next one, which is we'll get to that in a second, but. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, we have Twitter at SNMHateGlee, uh, SNMHateGlee at gmail.com. We have a Patreon. It'll continue Yeah, you to, can continue. Yeah. You can uh, consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SNMHateGlee. We uh, donate uh, most of our Patreon subscription to uh, the, the Trans, Trans Law, Law Center, Center. Yeah. because uh, I mean, something really transphobic happened in this episode. Like yes. transphobic things happen in almost every episode of Glee. So yeah. here we are trying to right some wrongs. Um, yep. And yeah. yeah. And so next week we'll be back with season six, episode six, what the world needs now. Um, mm, so it's in, less Glee. Well, it might be the Santana what or the Britanna wedding. So, well, um, no, the Britannia wedding's happening after that because I indulged oh, and I read okay. some descriptions on Netflix. Okay. Well, next week we'll be back. And until then, Meg's going to go read some more spoilers. No, I am not. I'm I've not. Been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha